Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Chris, and this is Let's Just Talk About It. I normally have another podcast partner who is the second bandito. Name is Pat. Currently, he's off saving the world somewhere. I can't talk about it. Uh, but again, bud, if you're listening, we miss you. Can't wait for you to come back and join us on some of these episodes. He'll be gone for about six months total. Um, so again, guys, this is another podcast without our good friend Pat. So hopefully you guys are tuning in and you guys are enjoying our show. Um, in the past, we've had um, just recently, my brother joined us. Hopefully you guys like that episode. Um, I've got another brother who wants to join the podcast. And I've actually been asked from another one of my friends who is a big gun advocate um, to come on and talk about it, uh, gun rights. Um, I'm going to get somebody from the other end of the spectrum uh, to come in as well, somebody who doesn't really like guns and they wants to defend the ability for them to take them or take away our right to use them or have them or whatever. So it's going to kind of be a cool, interesting podcast later on down the road when we bring those two guys in and we have them uh, virtually duke it out with their points and debate a little bit and tell us why and why not and so on and so forth. But again, guys, my opinion, we have the right to bear arms. says so on the Constitution. It's our constitutional right. And again, that's what I think. That's my personal opinion. Um, it's getting pretty crazy out there for uh, all you football fans. It looks like the Super Bowl has been set. And the AFC is the Camp Kansas City Chiefs. And the NFC is the 49ers. So... Um, that's going to be our Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a pretty good one. Uh, part of me is rooting for the 49ers because, um, you know, their local California team, yada, 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 bunch of friends um, who are fans of that team. I know a lot of true fans of both sides. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a beast. Love the guy. Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, and, and, and Reed, you know, the coach. I want to see those guys get a Super Bowl as well. So um, it's kind of a coin flip for me. I'll be rooting for both squads if that makes any sense. Neither of them are my team. My team absolutely shit the bed this year. But one thing I know that they will not shit the bed is getting the first overall draft pick. And if you guys haven't already found out, my team is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, again, guys, that's uh, the football talk. If you guys weren't in the know, now you're in the know. So uh, this is Let's Talk About It. And I'm just going to kind of ramble off some topics until I get into the serious stuff. Later on in this podcast, we will be joined by a good personal friend of mine. He's actually one of my best friends. Um, his name is Eddie Castaneda, and he's been diagnosed with cancer recently. I know that's a real big bummer, and you guys out there, I'm sure, are sighing like, damn, that sucks. But it just goes to show, guys, um, you never know. It could happen to anybody. Um, we're going to bring him on. We're going to talk to him a little bit. He's going to tell us a little bit about his battle and his journey uh, with cancer. Um, right now, he's currently going through radiation and chemo. And, uh, you know, he's just doing whatever he can to, to survive at this point. So um, he's in real good spirits. And, again, later on in the show, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I guess getting into this, guys, uh, being alone, it's kind of hard to ramble off topics. So I really rely on you guys to um, reach out to me, you know, at truck underscore guru on Instagram or wherever, Facebook, Chris Payne, whatever you guys can. And just reach out to me. You guys can DM me. Give me your topics, things you'd like to hear, things that you want my opinion on or want me to debate or discuss. Um, chances are I could bring on a special guest. It could be you. I don't know. Um, you know, I've got a, a friend of mine who wants to talk about gun control. Um, so I want to bring on somebody from the other end of the spectrum who is against gun control and uh, somebody who's for gun control. Um and they can debate and, and tell their side of the story. And I don't know which end of the spectrum you guys land on. But again, you know, it's our constitutional right to bear arms. It says so on our constitution. And that's the side that I'm on. Um, not everybody wants a gun. Not everybody needs a gun. I think that everybody should have a gun just in case there's a need. But again, some people aren't comfortable with that. And that's okay. Um, it's not everybody's right to have a gun. They don't, they don't want a gun. Um, you know, they are dangerous. Uh, but if you're trained properly and you know how to take care of them and yourselves, um, you know, and you go out and you practice and you do the things you're supposed to do, I don't see any reason why you can't have a gun. Um, they're great for, um, having that extra sense of protection, especially at your home or while traveling or, or whatever, you know, we're getting to the day and age where I can't turn on any kind of news segment or social media without seeing, um, something happening somewhere um, where, you know, there's another mass shooting or attempted mass shooting or this or that. I mean, it's getting pretty freaking scary to go out your own house these days and uh, wonder if it's going to just be a normal, regular run to the grocery store or if you're going to potentially, you know, get shot at. Who knows? Um, you know, so guys, stay safe out there. 
Um, you know, it's uh, 2020 now. And uh, with 2020, uh, we're going to continue our podcast going through this year. Hopefully, we pick up a lot of new listeners. Uh, for those of you who are still here with us from day one, we appreciate you guys as well. Um, you know, just just let us know uh, what you guys want to hear, and we'll we'll be sure to uh, get it out there, and uh, maybe even bring you guys on as a guest again. Like I said, so um, with with that being said, you know, how many of you guys are still living up to your 2020 New Year's resolutions? Um, you know, probably the most common one is, Hey, I'm going to get my fat ass back to the gym. And I know I've been telling myself that wasn't my resolution, but I know I've been telling myself every week at the week's end, Hey, Monday, I'm getting back in the gym on Monday. I bought a gym membership. It wasn't cheap and I still haven't been to the gym, but once. So my fat ass needs to get back into the gym. I don't know what your guys' resolutions are, but, um, you know, one of the most common ones is to get in shape, to eat healthy, um, to not be such an asshole, um, you know. Obviously, I think working out and losing weight is probably the biggest one. Um, but you guys, what what was your New Year's resolution, and have you guys held up on it? Um, it could be to start a new job or grow a set of balls and quit your current job. Um, you know, whatever it may be, um, I just want to know: Are you guys doing it? Are you living up to it? Are you still dragging it out? Is it still looming over your head? Is it just like 2019? Because guys, you're only a victim of your circumstance that you put yourself in. At the end of the day. If you haven't changed your ways, it's nobody's fault but yours. If you haven't went out and done something, again, it's nobody's fault but yours. So what you guys got to do is you guys got to get off your lazy asses and handle business. Um, You know, a lot of these resolutions aren't um, one time, one day things and it's done and over with. They're things that are strung out over the course of a year or duration of time. And that's just the way it is. Um, But again, Everybody has a different way of looking at things. Um, Another cool thing that I think that we're going to end up talking about here pretty soon, aside from gun control, um, I'm going to end up bringing Pat on. Um, He's already my my co-host, but bringing him on from wherever he's at, he's going to make time for us. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about addiction, disease, things like that. Um, And we're going to kind of give you guys our little two cents on what it is and what it's about. Um, I think that we have different opinions in that, so we'll see how that one shakes out. Um, you know, it's, uh, again, guys, 2020 and January is absolutely flying by. It's already the 20th in the 2020 of January. So January is almost gone. It's almost February guys. Um, I myself cannot wait until summertime. I am absolutely sick of the cold. I did not understand, um, that I don't like the cold so much as I do this year. Um, although I did recently go snowboarding, which I thought was pretty freaking epic. I'm not going to lie guys. When I first went, I went down the slopes the first time and I was like, fuck this. I, I was not good. I fell more times than I could count. My fat ass was struggling. Um, you know, I finally got to the bottom and I was like, man, I don't, I don't think this is for me. I don't like this. I don't know. As I was riding the, the lift up to the top, I guess something clicked. I don't know if my athletic nature took over or if something just clicked in my brain I don't know but something happened because as soon as I got off the lift I was able to figure it out now I'm not saying I'm a Sean White over here but I did pretty good Um, especially for it being my first time boarding Um, borrowed some borrowed some gear from a friend of mine and I decided I was going to give it a try so um, you know after the first run down the mountain I was like man this sucks I'm not good at it the second time, I was like, okay, this is kind of clicking. Granted, I still fell a shitload of times. Um, I'm pretty sure my ass cheeks are bruised from falling so much. Um, I'm still feeling it, guys. I just went this weekend, and I absolutely still feel it. It was probably the best full-body workout I could have ever done. So I can chalk that one up to the gym for the day. Um, but again, guys, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, if you haven't been snowboarding, I recommend trying it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of winter, though. Um, I'm ready for boat season, but I did find a a winter sport. So I guess when I'm not wakeboarding and surfing and things like that, I think I, I have something else to do in the winter and that's, uh, going and carving down some mountains. Um, hopefully I get better and better with time. Um, many of you know, or don't know, I have a son and, uh, that little shit picked it up incredibly fast. He'd never gone also, but I'll tell you what, dude, that guy was shredding the gnar. He was carving the hill he was spinning around and, and just stopping. I was like, what the hell, dude? He's like a little mini professional over here showing me up, making me look like absolute horse shit. 
Um, but props to him. I'm pretty stoked on that. So uh, this season, hopefully we can get him wakeboarding because he hasn't really had the whole want to wakeboard. But now that he carved his way down the mountainside, we told him that wakeboarding's kind of similar. And uh, I think maybe he's going to give it a go. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, also, I can't wait to get my boat in the water. Uh, I bought a brand new Supra um, this summer. And um, it sucks that it's just sitting in my carport covered up uh, looking all pretty there. Um, can't wait to get that in the water. I'm sure I can go in the water now, but I'm a giant pussy and I hate cold water. Um, it's something that I do not enjoy. If the water's not, um, you know, 72 degrees or more, I'm not about it. It's too cold. Um, currently, um, speaking of my boat, I am planning on doing a couple projects and I just bought a Ford Raptor. I know many of you out there are like, what? You shocked, jaws hitting the floor. I'm not a Ford guy. Never had a Ford. Um, I got a wild hair up my ass and I decided, hey, I kind of want a Ford Raptor. So I went out and I bought a Ford Raptor. Um, I'm going to be currently working on that Ford Raptor. I'm going to do an Overland style build that is going to be, a, you know, it's still going to be form and function. It's going to be my daily driver, but at the same time, it's going to be a show rig, an expedition rig, and you know, an adventure rig, if you will. I'm going to be doing the overland setup on it with the tent and all that stuff, spare tires, bumpers, all that good stuff. So look for that coming soon, guys, on my profiles, truck underscore guru on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page, truck gurus. Um, I recently downloaded an app called TikTok. I don't know how many of you are on there, but I had a couple of buddies of mine tell me that it's the cat's meow and that I should be on it. So, um, Pat, I appreciate that because uh, you're pretty much the one that had me download it. So now I am on TikTok. If you guys uh, are on TikTok, go ahead and follow me at truck underscore guru. Um, things are starting to kind of kick off there. Um, haven't went viral yet, so I'm a little bit disappointed. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, um, but I'm starting to pick up the momentum now and figure it all out. Uh, pretty cool little app. Not that I need another social media platform because all I do is keep my head in my phone all day anyways. Um, that's something that I should probably make a resolution. I don't know if it's too late because it's already past New Year's, but that's a resolution. I spend way too much time looking at my phone. Um, I don't know how many of you out there can relate to that, but yeah, I'm always on my phone. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing when I get the weekly iPhone updates that say you've had this much screen time average per day. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a full-time job right there. I'm on my phone. Granted, you know, a lot of my work does come with social media and marketing and emailing and calling and things like that. So, I mean, a lot of that's accountable for that, but I do have my fair share of enjoying social media and getting caught up in something. The worst thing that I think that is about social media is when I open up a freaking app like Instagram and then my story feed, I'll see something. And I'll be like, Oh, I want to look at that. And then boom, it updates. And then it goes away. And I'm like, fuck. And then I find myself looking for an hour to try to find that stupid photo that I saw just to see it even more. Sometimes I get bored of it and I just stop looking. But the majority of the time, it's like a mental thing that I have to find that freaking photo that I saw. And it's so annoying. I don't know how many of you guys can relate with that, but that shit pisses me off is whenever I go on social media and I'm doing that. But it's so damn addicting. I mean, for real. I mean, you have Twitter, which is a pretty popular one, which I don't really care for. Um, there was way too much porn and weird shit on that for me. Um, it's just popping up randomly and I'm just like, whoa, this is weird. Um, so I don't really get on that one too much. Um, but you know, Facebook, Instagram, I guess, TikTok, people use Snapchat these days. Um, there's so many different social media platforms. Um, something that I want to be better known at or do better this year was one of my resolutions is to um, get better on the podcast, uh, bring more guests in, grow the podcast. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it, uh, listening to us talk or me talk right now because Pat's gone. But another one was YouTube. Um, you know, back in the day, I was really big on YouTube, you know, had a lot of views. I uh, wouldn't say I went viral, but this was way back when I first built my very first truck. You know, now I have like 200 and some odd thousand uh, views on videos from the past. And I just quit cold turkey for a lot, a lot of years. And now um, to get monetized, which is so you can make money and things like that on social media, they have such insane hoops you have to jump through. Um, 4,000 watch hours in 12 month span. That's really hard guys. 
if you think about it, that's hours, not minutes. That's a lot of time people spend looking at your videos. So guys, I still have to meet that uh, milestone. Um, and you also have to have over 1,000 subscribers, which I have. I've already met that one. But the other one is the 4,000 watch hours. So if you guys would be so freaking kind as to go to my YouTube, it's Truck Gurus, and watch my videos. That would be tremendously helpful. I'm not saying you have to, but if you guys are bored, um, I don't care if you're going to your computer, just click mine and just put play all. That'd be great. I would love to get those watch hours from you guys. Um, hopefully my content's okay. Um, a little bit of truck stuff. I've been recently doing um, like food challenges with some friends of mine. Uh, I've got this thing called Tubby Eats. Uh, he's a fat buddy of mine and the dude likes to eat. Um, and it's pretty gross to be honest with you. Uh, I don't enjoy the sounds of chewing. It's one of my worst nightmares and biggest pet peeves. But, um, you know, he came to me and he wanted to do some food stuff. So we started putting some food challenges in front of him. A lot of them spicy competitions and things like that. Um, some of them he beat, some of them he hasn't. Um, they're pretty killer competitions, guys. Um, hot challenges like the the Packy Chip Challenge, the One Chip Challenge, uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings Hottest Wing Challenge. Um, we've done the Gummy Bear Little Nitro. Um, he did that one against 11 year old. And guys, I'm not trying to be a spoiler, but the 11 year old won. Um, the videos are on my my uh, YouTube if you guys want to check them out. Pretty cool stuff there. Plus, I bring to you guys. My content from the automotive world, um, walkarounds on my boats. I plan on doing a whole bunch of videography this year, um, kind of just elevating my game a little bit. So, if you guys are into trucks and just listening to uh, me talk or going on a road trip or or whatever, you know, there's a bunch of content on my my YouTube platform for you guys to go check out. Um, I would appreciate it if you guys listen, give me a comment, subscribe. That'd be tremendous guys i appreciate it in advance if you do if you don't then fuck I'm, i mean just kidding it's okay with me uh i don't really care but you know that's one of my resolutions is to get better on youtube um i saw that this kid named ryan he does these toy reveals and uh, he he does reviews on them um and the little bastard is like i don't even know how old he is dude but he's below 10 years old and this little fucker made like 26 million dollars last year like what the hell, man? Everybody I know goes out to work, you know, Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes even Sunday, busts their ass for eight plus hours a day, making X amount of dollars, and they're nowhere near being a millionaire. Chances are they will never, ever be a millionaire. And you've got this little fucker that's opening toys that I'm sure are being sent to him for free um, on a daily basis, and he's getting millions and millions of views on these videos. I didn't know so many parents out there just threw a tablet or a computer in front of their kid said, Hey, here, go watch videos. It's astounding that, um, these little kids, they can't read most of them. They can't spell, but they can sure as shit find what they're looking for on YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Um, I just find that crazy. Anyways, my son's always on YouTube watching stupid videos. Um, half the time I'm like, listening to them and they're, they're people playing with little action figures and toys and this and that. And I'm like, how in the hell does this have 7 million views? I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous. Um, you know, but I guess that goes with what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to be, you know, 7 million views on a YouTube video and, and blow up, but, um, we'll see. I'm just going to, for now, I'm just going to keep putting out crazy content. Uh, recently we just rolled a good friend of mine down a hill in a big ass tractor tire. Um, we did it more than once. We actually did it twice because he requested that we do it again a second time. Um, he was pretty sore for two days after that. Um, said he felt like he got in a car crash. Um, and, uh, he was walking around like a giant pussy or old man and, uh, he really regretted it, but it was fun and we caught it all on videotape. So if you guys are into it, go watch that stuff. Um, but again, guys, getting back into it, social media is so addicting. How many of you guys spend, I mean, hours and hours a day on social media? Um, and I, I think that it's becoming more tolerable uh, as a society for that to be an occurrence. I mean, we've all got our heads down at the dinner table, not even talking to each other when we're going out to dinner with our friends and our family. We're actually just chilling on uh, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever the hell else you guys are on. Um, and that's what we're doing. Um, instead of engaging and interacting with the people that are sitting right in front of us, um, that, you know, 
that sucks guys. Um, it sucks for me. It sucks for everybody, you know, because, uh, you know, time is something that is very, very, very important. And, uh, it's something that none of us ever have enough of. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks because if you think about it, we spend most of the time engaging with people that don't really matter to us than we do with the ones who actually matter, who are here right in front of us. And again, guys, I am also guilty of that. Um, I don't want to be, but you know, it kind of just happens. Um, goes with the nature of my job. I'm not using that as an excuse or a crutch, but at the end of the day, I mean, ask yourself guys, how many of you are on social media far too much and ask yourself why does it do anything for you? Is it paying your bills? I understand if that's your job. I understand, you know, but just to go on there and surf the web and check shit out and watch videos. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, guys. I watch funny videos and get caught up in that shit. And it's, I mean, it's wild and fun and crazy. And I mean, but at the end of the day, what does it really do for you? You know, um, again, guys, uh, that's one thing that I want to change. If you guys are out there on your daily grind and you guys want something more with your life, um, again, you guys have to be the ones to change that yourself. Um, you know, again, I'm just flipping topics here, guys, because this is what we do on Let's Just Talk About It. Um, a lot of people are always wondering, like, hey, you're lucky. You're so lucky. You got this and you got that and you got all these cars. And you got a boat and you got toys. And I'm like, I'm lucky. What the? I mean, I just want to slap a motherfucker for that shit. I don't know. I mean, what what luck branch you thought hit me on top of the head. But I'll tell you what, everything I got is because of hard work and determination and dedication and meeting my goals and striving and exceeding my limits and not tapping out when things get hard and rough and tough. A lot of you guys just like to take the easy way. Um, and that's not the way that's going to pay off guys. Um, in order to get the things that you want in life, um, it's going to take blood, sweat, and tears as the saying goes. Um, it's not going to be something that's just gifted to you and it's here today, gone tomorrow and this and that it's, you know, if you guys want something bad enough, you have to be able to want to work for it. And, um, again, guys, time in my, when I get asked about builds or this or that, or what's the most expensive thing that I, you know, have on my build or this or that, my answer is always the same. And it's time because guys, time is the most valuable thing that I think any of us have, whether it's minutes, days, hours, months, years, whatever time is by far the most key element to anything. Um, how much time we put forth into something. And it and it shows, you know, the results are there. For those that put in the time, the hard work and everything, you know, those are the ones that didn't quit, didn't give up when times got hard and, and then it just clicked and worked out for them. It didn't just, just click and work out. They made it. I mean, it, you're only, you have to will it into existence, guys. Um, you have to want it and you have to go out and take it. Nobody, it's rare, guys, and I'm saying uber rare for something to just be gifted to you and done. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. For me, nothing's ever came easy. Um, I, I, you know, I learned everything myself. Um, I've had a couple guys give me some little key pieces of advice here and there uh, along this this journey that I'm in. But uh, for the most part, you know, I've kind of just put my head down and grinded. Um, a lot of people on social media these days, they, they're always throwing out negative shit and talking bad about people and this and that and posting this guy fucked me over and he screwed me over and don't do business with them. And guys, a lot of times I've been screwed over by a person and I, I chose to be the bigger person and go the other way because at the end of the day, it doesn't benefit me to sit there and bring myself down to their level and take two steps back. I'm all about the forward momentum, not the backwards momentum, guys. There is no reason why you guys shouldn't be looking forward and not going backwards. Going backwards is toxic, and it's just it's not the way to go, guys. Um, look forward, go forward, be forward. You know that's that's what it is. Is uh, you know the key to success is um, always look ahead, guys. Never behind. Um, and that's just something that I, I want to share with you guys. Um, so I've spent a pretty good amount of time just talking, um, and I think now it's time that we're going to bring a friend of mine on. Um, again, guys, earlier in this podcast, I mentioned I was going to be bringing my friend Eddie on. Um, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to give him a little introduction and we are going to get right into, um, our next guest speaker, my friend Eddie.
All right, guys. Again, like I told you before, uh, we're going to be bringing on my good friend, Eddie. And uh, I want to introduce my friend, Eddie, right now, guys. I got him on the line. And again, his name is Eddie Castaneda. And I know it sounds like shit, but uh, he was just recently diagnosed with a form of cancer. And I brought him on to potentially, maybe, hopefully, help some people out there. Um, again, I don't know what all my listeners are going through. And, you know, to be honest with you, nobody really knows what anybody's going through unless you ask. So this instance, I know the story. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, it's been really crappy, uh, you know, knowing what we know and uh, going through what we have to go through. But uh, he's been a pretty positive spirited uh, person since he's figured this out. So um, without further ado, let me introduce my friend, Eddie. Eddie, uh, why don't you come on and tell our listeners a little bit about, um, you know, who you are. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, Eddie Castaneda, born and raised Bakersfield, California. You know, um, just working in the oil fields, just like every other average Joe out there. Yeah, guys, for the listeners that know who I am, and you know, I've heard I've I, I've worked in the oil fields for many years. A lot of my years was side by side with Eddie. Um, you know, me and Eddie worked a lot of years in the oil fields together. Um, he currently still works in the oil fields. That's how he. Um, pretty much provides for his family and, and does what he does. So, um, you know, it's really, is, is it hard to, okay, let's, let's, let's start this. Okay. You know, you were just diagnosed with cancer, man. I, can you tell us like, it, I can't understand or comprehend the feelings or the emotions or whatever that took place during this. Like, can you kind of tell us like what happened when you were dying? Like, how did it happen? Like, was there something leading up to it that kind of like, like brought it out. Like, can you tell us like a little bit of like how this all got, got a story got unfolded. Okay. So about a few months before uh, Thanksgiving, I referenced Thanksgiving because the day before on the 27th of November is when we got the news about the cancer being diagnosed. Um, so a few months before that, it started with some stomach issues I've always been, uh, had a weak stomach to begin with. Um, anything I ate always just messed up my stomach. Um, but I had some little more serious complications. Uh, so I went and had a few procedures done. Um, everything came back normal. You got a colonoscopy, um, right? Yes. They did a couple of, uh, they did two biopsies on it on a flat lesion, which, uh, the same thing as a polyp but it's flat it's not uh it doesn't hang it's not like a tumor or cyst or anything like that no. it's just kind of like okay it's just against the liner so uh everything came back normal so we we're all happy with those uh results you know um so comes out they wanted to have that removed because they are more cancerous than a regular polyp I mean, it's safer to remove it than just leave it there for sure. Yeah, right? because it's the same as polyps, right? Yeah. I mean, if you let a polyp go, it'll turn into cancer. Or it has a possibility to turn into cancer. Um, so we went and had a procedure done to have it removed, and another doctor found a tumor. And he did a surgical biopsy, which they take a little more of the tissue that has a whatever's growing inside of the ca it. The cancerous parts, right? Yeah. So uh, we got back the results the day before Thanksgiving. Um, so, I mean, it didn't mess nothing up. Um, my I mean, family, I, rem I remember getting the text from you, and you really hadn't told anybody yet. Uh, yeah. You know, at that point, you weren't telling your kids. You know, you just kind of wanted to – you told your, your, your sisters and your dad and your mom yeah. and then – and then just I, me, basically. Yeah, I told the media family, um, basically, just so they were aware. Because um, you never know, you know. But uh, we've been blessed pretty good um, with all the good news that we've been hearing. So what did uh, they diagnose it originally? Like, what what was it? Like, I mean, what's is there a name to it? Is is there a stage? Like, did they tell you a stage? Is it is it like a they, progressive thing? Or is it like, was it in early stages? Like, tell us a little bit about, like, more in depth of like what it is and, and what it, what they diagnosed it to be. 
so it is an early stage of cancer. Um, they did a PET scan, a couple MRIs and CT scans and some other stuff, a bunch of blood work. Um, but they did die, they diagnosed it at an early stage due to it being in the one area, which, which hasn't spread. The best news possible. Yes. Um, so it being at an early stage, they are more uh, medically capable of getting rid of it. Yeah, they, they were with, they uh, were ready to get it out basically, yeah. and they they were very very I guess they were positive about it, more positive than if you were uh, a later stage cancer, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. And then uh, what um, what what type of cancer was it? It's but, colorectal anyway. cancer. Anything okay. that has to do with the digestive um, system. Stomach so, down is colorectal. Okay, so basically pretty much, I mean, you had stomach problems off and on. I mean, obviously I knew that you've had stomach problems off and on being your buddy, but, um, you know, you've had that. And then, you know, what what was the, the part that told you, like, hey, may, may, maybe I should maybe go get this checked out a little further in detail? Um, it, you know, it, a lot of people, especially guys, are afraid to get colonoscopies. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, you joke around about it a lot, you know, guys. Yeah. You don't want nothing in your butt and yada 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 and this and that. I know, sure as shit, I've joked around about it many times. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. In, in all seriousness, it's nothing to joke around about. No, especially when it has to do with your your family, because that's the first thing that came to my head was when I was being told of my diagnosis in the doctor's offices. Well, what are my kids gonna do without me? You know, yeah, that's you like the first thing kids. that you come up with. I got two kids, Connor and Courtney, and a lovely wife, Melissa. Um, but you, you think about your family first. Yeah, and I mean, your, and your your immediate family, like your sisters, brothers, if you have any, mom and dad. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's. I mean, it's got to be scary. Like, like when they told you, you know, like, I mean. How was, I mean, I can't even imagine getting that type of news, but like, did you, I mean, what'd you want to do, man? Cause I, I mean, that type of news, especially before, you know, one of the, I guess, greatest holidays in my opinion, Thanksgiving, cause I'm fat and I like to eat, but, um, I mean, really it's a time to be around your family and, and be thankful for things because it's Thanksgiving, right? So yeah. you're over here and you got diagnosed with cancer the day before Thanksgiving. Like, were you basically like, fuck the world? Like, fuck no. this shit like were you mad like i mean or because i i know i've been around you you've been very positive during this whole thing. how in the hell do you manage to stay positive with such a shitty shitty thing looming around you you know uh, it comes down to your family again um that's what it comes down to i got two kids and a wife that i need to provide for i mean my wife does her part with her job and i also have to do my part with my job so um so I mean, basically, what you're telling us is is you don't have time to be a little bitch. No. So I mean, it's cool, man. I mean, you've definitely right now what what he's doing, guys. I know you guys don't know out there, but you're gonna know. Um, he's going through chemotherapy and radiation. Um, he's got a a, a chemo pump. is on a pump 24 hours a day. Yeah, I've which, been on and, it for uh, seven weeks. It, Next it week will be the seventh week, right? So yes. it, it pumps it into you throughout the day. Uh, every what, like 60 seconds, I think. Yep. Every 60 seconds. I mean, um, has that affected you at all in any way? Like, are you tired? Are you, are you angry? Are you hungry? Like, what is it doing to yeah. you? Is it like, cause they're putting chemicals in your body all the time, right? Yes. Um, you know, the way I look at it, I've done, I've done nothing but good. Even the doctors are like shocked. They asked me. What are you doing differently? Are you tired? Are you feeling nauseous? Are you sick? Every time I go in there, I get asked these questions. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Um, I go to bed about 9.30, 10 o'clock, same time as usual. Um, Guys, he's lying. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, he's lying to you because um, let's let's throw a little jokes and humor in here, but my friend Eddie is like a 96-year-old man trapped in a 30-something-year-old's body. I mean, this dude, he has to sleep with the heater on in the summertime at like 70-something degrees. I'm going in there. I'm sweating my nuts off. And this guy's over here just chill as, chill as a 
cucumber in the freezer. I mean, I don't understand him, but I mean, he, he's he's skinny. He seems old, fragile, but like I feel like I feel like when you go through this, I feel like you almost have more energy than you did before. Is this like is this helping you? Is it a placebo effect, or is it <laughs> is it truly changing things? Like, nope. with, like it's it's all been very positive. I've uh, learned to take it day by day, um, and just learn. You know, you just got to keep going, no matter what. Just keep on going for your well, family. Keep on keeping on, like like my good friend Joe Dirt says, right? Yep. Because once you give up, that's it. I mean, I wake okay. up every morning about three thirty, four o'clock, get ready for work, and head out the door. You know. And, and you just do your daily routine. You don't change anything other than nope. adding your regimen of your doctor's orders in, right? Yep. So I mean, I've I've said it time and time again on this podcast, and I'll say it again just for the people out there. You know, your body will do what it, what your mind tells it to do. Exactly. So, if if you have positive willpower and you're willing it into existence, chances are, you know, it's going to take effect. I know people might call it bullshit, placebo effect, this and that. But, guys, the strongest thing that you have on your body is your mind. Because if your mind is is ten steps ahead of you telling you to do this, that, and the other thing, your body's going to do it. Who? What, what do you think controls every move that your body makes? Your mind. You know what I mean? So your, your body's going to uh, – do what your mind tells us to do. And if you put positive energy in and you have that good sense of, you know, this, that, and the other thing, it's going to follow, right? I mean, and that's what you're doing. That's how you're getting through your days, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, you just got to keep going, especially like on Fridays. Fridays are my, uh, it's when I receive the most chemo. It's like a two and a half hour, three hour bag of uh, chemo that gets which is different than the pump that I'm wearing. I, I do both. Uh, so that one, towards the end of the night, you feel drained with that one. But And that's I the mean, night I want to drag you out on the town and go hang out with me all the time. And we usually do. Like this last Friday, we went to the movies. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I certainly want to act as if nothing has changed. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, it's hard to watch your buddy go through this stuff. And it's always in your mind, like, fuck, you know, he's going through this and that and the other thing. But... At the same time, I, I feel like I have to act as if nothing's happening for you, too. And I don't expect that from anybody, you know? I mean, it's it's just something some people get. It's genetics. Um, I mean, it's not passed down from my family. I've, I mean, it's, it's ran in my family. You get a higher, uh, there's a higher of chance having of having it, but... Um, I did the genetics test and all that, which was, it, it turned out pretty cool because, uh, I shouldn't say cool, but I mean, it turned out pretty awesome the way that they have it all now. Um, and you came out with more knowledge than you did before, and it could serve as some kind of protective aid in the future for your son, Connor, and your daughter, Courtney. Yes, because, and my nieces and nephews, because um, once yeah, they and, all turn 21, even, right? yes, they could all be tested for the gene to see if uh, they have it. so I mean, it's not even know, just it, your family that has that gene. Guys, all of us out there family. carry this gene. So, like, the importance of, like, setting your, your little jokes and feelings aside for getting, you know, a finger in your butt or a colonoscopy, a camera, this and that, and all this stuff. I mean, we all have joked around about it. You know, the age, it used to be, you know, 45 and then 40 and 35. I think they're urging people to do it even sooner now. And, Eddie, I mean, if you can tell – the listeners out there or anybody, and it's not even just with your type of cancer, but like with anything, like it, tell them the importance of, you know, like listening to what your body is telling you and going and asking the questions and getting the answers. And sometimes it's, you know, you go to one doctor and you're like, man, I still know something's fucking wrong. I, I'm going to ask another guy, like, cause I know that you did that, right? Like it wasn't yeah. just a one opinion thing, right? Exactly. Do not hesitate on getting a second opinion on anything um because i was told by the same doctor twice that i was uh clean bill health right clean i was good no issues um everything was good but i went back and got a second opinion from another doctor that's how we found out well 
you know, we're, and we're all glad you did. I know your family is and my family is and everybody else that you know is. Um, and now you're going through all the necessary things. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, this, this battle that you've been going through. How long, what's the duration of what you're doing? And then what are the steps following? And like, what's like, tell us like where you're at, where you started and like, like what's the next step? So, um, first off, they, um, right here at CBC, C. Uh, this is the Bakersfield's, uh, cancer. They're yeah. one of the best in Bakersfield, the oncology group. Um, you feel more than welcome every time you go in there. I mean, all the girls, the doctors and everyone knows me by my first name. They don't say Mr. Castanade or nothing. I mean, they're all pretty straightforward with you. Um, they joke around, make you feel good, make you, uh, want to be there, you know? How many yeah. people hate doctor's offices? I mean, everybody. You know? There's people with fears of doctors, right? Yeah. Um, but you go there, and it's it's a whole different world. Um, even even the patients sitting in there, they'll say hi to you. Um, you don't see no one sitting in there all sad-faced, crying. Everyone's got a grin on their face. Everyone's smiling. It's, that's, it's the, almost that's like a little positive. family in there, right? Yeah, everyone's like one family in there. That's that's awesome to hear. I mean, uh, it's cool to be taken care of and know that you're in good hands. And obviously, um, if if anybody out there is in this situation, you want to be, you want to have the best outcome and the best results possible always. So you're going to do whatever you can. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, 99.9% of us aren't willing to just lay down and die, right? So yeah. um, you're going to fight it to the bitter end. And, you know, some people are fortunate where they catch it in the early stages like Eddie, you know. And they can battle it out, and then, uh, you know, the next steps are going to be, uh, you know, after your rounds of chemo, then they're going to go and, and redo a biopsy, see if the, the tumors and things shrunk so that they can actually cut them out, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, so that was the first option. Uh doctor did say he could have a emergency procedure done down at a USC uh, Keek Hospital, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't want to because of my age. <clears throat> Said I was too young, and what they give you is a colostomy bag if anything happens. Which oh, yeah. is uh, that's not that's not a good uh, good, I guess, thing for somebody as young as you, right? Yeah, he didn't he didn't want me dealing with any of the issues that come along with that. But I mean, he did say it was at an early stage. He goes, let's do all this chemo, radiation, which nowadays it's just amazing the way stuff works, you know. Um, so he's got me on, uh, chemo and radiation. I go radiation every day after work. Um, and then the chemo is 24 hours a day. And then the second phase of the chemo is every Friday for, I got to sit in, uh, the doctor's office for six to eight hours and then do radiation right after. I mean, do you ever get down on that? Like, like, man, that freaking sucks, dude. Um, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, being in that doctor's office, it's like, it's nice to be there. I mean, it's, it's, there's stuff to do, you know, walk around, talk to people. It's basically share, like a share your story. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it definitely, <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like, uh, a close knit group inside of there. And, you know, you guys are all um, going through something and that's kind of something that you guys can share with one another is your experiences. And um, I guess maybe feed off each other's positive energy. Right. Yeah. I mean, and everyone you talk to, it's like, Hey, what's your name? Um, you know, I'm going to say a prayer for you tonight. That's the, that's the biggest thing that's helped me get through this is a prayer. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, I think that it's just something that's just, I mean, to talk about it, I feel like is, is, is like helping you too, you know, and sharing your experiences. And, and again, guys, like I chose to bring Eddie onto this podcast as a special guest because A, he's a really, really good friend of mine. And, uh, B, you know, we wanted to share this experience with, with people out there because again, I, I don't know what anybody's going through or if they got a family friend or if they're going through something, but, um, you know, get, get tested, listen to the signs, watch the signs, ask the questions. Um, you don't know, like I tell all my clients, even, you know, in my line of work, 
Like the only stupid question is one that you don't ask. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with this instance, you know, like you don't know what you don't know, but if you don't ask, you're never going to know. Right. So, um, do your due diligence by listening to your body and listening to the signs and asking the questions and finding out the results. And then when, once you do that, you have to have positive energy and take all the necessary steps in order to get the outcome that you want, because it's, it's not going to just come to you without you doing anything. I can promise you. I mean, yeah, we've all heard of miracles and this and that, but you know, this is the kind of the thing where it's like, like he said, you know, we, we have such advances in modern day technology and medicine that it's just, it's, it's insane to be able to, you know, have a good feeling about going through something so shitty that you're, you know, the outcome, you know, the chances and percentages are pretty high for success rate, right? Yeah. They've actually gone up in the last decade, 30%. So that's insane. I mean, that's a big, big, huge number. 30% so, I mean, don't sound like a lot, but it is. That's, that's a lot. Especially when you're man. talking about cancer survival. I mean, look at it like your paycheck. Would you want a 30% raise? Fuck yeah, you would. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, it's not anything to scoff or turn down. I'll tell you that. But guys, like, I think, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted Eddie to come on and share his story with us is, you know, for awareness. Um, you guys get out there and get checked. I mean, it's, it's all embarrassing when you're talking and joking around with your buddies and this and that. But guys, at the end of the day, I mean, Eddie, like this is your freaking life, right? It's a day away. It's a day off of work. I mean, go out and get yourself checked. And if you still ain't feeling right, get, get checked again. And you don't even have to tell nobody. So it doesn't even have to be a thing where you can get made fun of or, I mean, cause everybody likes to joke around and this and that, you know, and, you know, butt stuff for guys is, is kind of like a, a taboo topic, you know, um, you know, for the most of us anyways. Um, and, uh, just, it's crazy the way some of the causes, um, that could cause cancer, you know, it'd be the littlest thing that you wouldn't even think about, you know, eating out. Yeah. Um, we've completely changed our diet. We don't eat out, um, maybe once a week. If I mean, pro- processed foods are so bad for you, and you've learned that, right? Yeah. Processed foods are the worst foods you could ever eat. Now, give us um, some examples of some processed foods that, that your doctor has told you is just completely toxic for your body. Lunch meat. Lunch um, meat. That's packaged lunch meat, guys. Turkey, ham, bologna, salami, yep, things like anything that. Anything processed. Um, um, McDonald's, right? Like, McDonald's, he said the worst place you could ever eat at is McDonald's. Shout out to McDonald's for having the shitty food, guys. Yep. Um, if you are going to eat red meat, eat it once a week, once every two weeks. Um, guys, the reason why for that is it's it's so hard for your body to process and digest red meats, guys. That's why, you know, when people are going on diets, you see them eat chicken and fish and things like that because your body can break those down a lot, lot easier and a lot faster. Yes. And make sure if you are eating red meat, it's grass-fed beef. Um, best thing he said to eat if you're going to eat red meat, if you can't stay away from it. Oh, I can't, I can't stay away from tri-tip, bro. You know, I'm a, I'm a tri-tip fiend, but again, I only eat it once a week. Um, yeah, you know, we've but, limited ourselves to, uh, eating out red meat, all that. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I think when John, was it John Wayne, when he died, they said they found like an absurd number of poundage of unprocessed meat in his stomach. That's because your stomach can't break it down like it does everything else. Yeah, and this dude was a fucking cowboy, guys. Like, so he was a rootin', tootin', spittin', gun totin', meat eating some bitch, right? So, yeah. I mean, he, he died with a belly full of meat. So, um, I'm not telling everybody to go out there and quit eating meat and be a vegetarian or a vegan or any of this weird shit that's going on these days. But guys, um, the only way to protect yourself is to, to listen and watch for the signs and then to, Take the necessary steps to uh, proceed with caution, if you will, because, I mean, nobody wants to die early. You know, nobody wants to die, period. And then nobody wants to find out that they're sick when, you know, I, I mean, God, dude, that had to have been like, I mean, what was going through your head when the doctor said you have cancer? Like those, you know, those three freaking words are like monumental, right? Like what? What was you know, going through your fucking head? Like, were you like, fuck, I'm going to die? 
No, um, actually, I wasn't. That was the first thing that didn't come to my mind. I was pretty positive about it. You're um, like, how are we going to beat this? Yeah, that's the first thing I asked uh, my oncologist. I asked there's, him, uh, there's two sides to that story, guys. Either you can give up right away or you can say, fuck this. Yeah. How do, we, how do we get over this little hurdle? And the first thing I told my family when I talked to them, I said, hey, I don't want to. Because we had Thanksgiving coming up that next day. Um, everyone comes over our house on Thanksgiving. And I told him, I said, hey, I don't want to hear no crying, nothing. Uh, best thing for you guys to do for me is just keep strong, you know? Pretend, I, I, pretend like it wasn't going down. Yeah. And I did talk. I talked to the kids about it because uh, it'd be unfair if I didn't talk to them. They're still not haven't processed it all the way. They're, they're, they're young. They don't they don't quite understand what it what but, it means to do what he's going through and. I did tell him that I was having uh, some surgeries. I'd be going through some stuff because I did have a port of cast and all that put in, so my pump stays hooked up. Into your but, chest, uh, right? Yeah, but I did tell him. Um, that guys, was probably a, a the po- hardest part to do. A, po- a positive note is Eddie gets to walk around with a pretty sweet man sack, which is like a fanny pack for a dude, and oh, yeah. uh, he's he's got his little little pump and stuff in there, and his medicine, and he can put his wallet in there, so it's. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I thought about getting one just so we could be twins. <laughs> probably the best. I'll probably still wear it after I'm done. Uh, I mean, it's a glorious fashion statement, my friend. So uh, it's been it's been pretty good. I mean, best part about it is my family's there. They back me 100%. Um, my mom is very, uh, very religious, so she's been uh, praying. You know, that's about the best thing I've been praying. Uh, there's nothing wrong with God being on your side, you know? Hey, dude, there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with having Everyone it. has their own way of coping with stuff, and that was mine. He's he's always been there for me, um, and he always will. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you're you're definitely a mama's boy for sure. Uh, yeah. Your mom is always over there at the house, and she's a big part of your life, so I, I, I could only understand that she would, um, you know, be – Right there with you every step of the way. Just, I mean, your whole family's ultimately they're they're all yeah. Supportive. We've you know, always all been a close like knit family, super close. Like guys, like you I mean, most families are. Us. You mess with all of us. Basically. I mean, and Eddie, Eddie's got a lot of sisters, and I swear they will fuck you guys up. Like, <laughs> they're I mean, they are like you fight one, you're fighting every one of them. I promise you. Yeah. I, I I don't know. That's that's I mean, from my knowledge, that's like a typical Mexican family, right? <laughs> basically. <laughs> What's that saying? You mess with one bean, you get the whole burrito. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the same theory in Eddie's family. So, I mean, guys, the moral of the story, and, you know, we've gone about this for almost 30 minutes now. So, I mean, we don't want to, you know, keep dragging you guys into this. But, I mean, we just want to let you know, like, hey, um, it's get okay to get checked out. Um, there's nothing degrading or, or, or any disgraceful about it. Get checked out. Um, ask questions. Um you know, and, and have positive energy and positive attitude over everything. And, you know, chances are things are going to be, you know, okay. And, uh, yeah. just, I mean, we all want to live life and we all want to, you know, grow and get old and see your kids get old and, and, you know, so on and so forth. But I mean, guys, you can't if you don't do the right things. So we just wanted to, you know, raise some awareness for people out there who, could potentially be going through something like this or are going through something like this. Um, if it touches you, awesome. Reach out. Let us know, guys. Eddie, what's your uh, – I know you started an Instagram page for your fight with, with cancer. You want to share it with them just just in case. Guys, if, if any of you out there want to reach out to Eddie and just, you know, give him some – you know, let him know you're praying for him, say hello, introduce yourself, tell him that you're with him during this fight, whatever. If you guys want to reach out to him by by any means necessary – Please do so. He he loves the encouragement. He loves meeting new people and having new friends. Eddie, why don't you tell them about your, your new Instagram page and, and where they can go to follow you and find you? Okay, I'm on Instagram under gonna win underscore this battle. Um, That's G-O-N-N-A, guys. G-O-N-N-A, win underscore this battle. You know, at first I wasn't going to say anything to anyone. Um, I was just going to keep in the family and close friends, you know. And then I started realizing, you know, me being diagnosed with this, uh, and I call it diagnosis. I am, I'm not saying I have cancer. That's one thing I am not doing. Um, 
doctors can say what they want, but I'm just calling it a diagnosis. But uh, I'm using this to help others out, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's... Because you never know. I could save someone else's life. You know, there yeah. might be a guy out there listening to this podcast right now saying, man, I'm having stomach issues and go out and get checked, and you just never know. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what's so great about it, guys, is, uh, you know, Eddie... Thank you from my side of things because you were so willing to to jump on this podcast, albeit, and, you know, share your story, uh, your trials and tribulations and kind of like what you're going through. Um, so, again, guys, I know I can speak on Eddie's behalf when I tell you that what the point of this was was to, you know, raise awareness and just share the story so that it helps somebody that you guys know. It could be you. It could be a family member. It could be a close friend. It could be something like, you know, and – if somebody has, a, I mean, don't berate them and downgrade them and talk bad to them or joke. I mean, it's all well and good to joke around with your buddies and your family members and things like that. But guys, this is a serious fucking matter, and it's it's not cool to uh, to talk mad shit about something that could ultimately, you know, end people's life. So yeah, you know, and, and be, that's be that's another thing. That's why it's one of the biggest killers because people are afraid to go get checked, which, like I said, it's a day out of your life. Yeah. Every five years. And, I mean, a day compared to the rest of your life, it's, that's that's why it's one of the highest killers because everyone waits too long, and then by the time they get checked, it's already spread too far. Yeah, it's um, too late at that point. I that's mean, why it's... I've been blessed that they caught it early. I mean, I, I couldn't say anything more than that. Um, yeah. And having a supporting family, you know, talk to your friends and family about it. If you don't know, if you, I mean, reach out to someone. There's plenty of sites out there. Um, I found a few uh, apps for cancer, people dealing with cancer, that you could go and connect with people. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it helps to talk about it. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, sharing your story here helps somebody, and it even helps you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my treatment ends on the 29th of this month. So, yeah, I've been going at it for seven weeks now. So hopefully uh, we get good results and they find out that everything's shrunk and they can go in and remove it all and then, you know. There's a possibility it could be uh, completely gone. That would be the ultimately greatest case, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Awesome. So, I mean, we're hoping for the best. Uh, you know, if uh, if if it's in the cards for it to be just shrunk and removed and things like that, that's still a win, right? Yep. I mean, because you're still here, you still get to live with your family and do your everyday stuff and and breathe and be on this planet and uh, you know do all the fun stuff we get to do. So, um, I don't know, guys. At the end of the day, get yourself checked. There's no shame in it. Um, don't play no games because uh, it's a very serious matter. And, uh, I mean, I don't really have too much else other than, you know, just listen to your body, guys. That's that's, that's the moral of the story that I got. Yep, that's about it. So, all right, well, I mean, Eddie, I, I certainly appreciate you coming on to this podcast and sharing with our listeners a little bit of your story. And um, if it's all right with you, we'd like to check back in here in the next couple weeks and, and kind of see where you're at with things and uh, – how things are going, even if it's just a five, 10 minute checkup and, you know, you checking in and saying hello and this and that. But, uh, again, man, um, tell our listeners again, where they can find you if they want to, if they want to reach out. I'm on Instagram at going to win this underscore going to win underscore this battle on Instagram. Um, give me a follow. Yeah, guys go, uh, go support the cause and, uh, you know, Reach out, say hello. Um, you know, it, it, it's not going to be shame, shameful, shameless, shame, whatever. He, he'll, he'll reach back to you and say hello and thank you for, for stopping in and, and give him some words of encouragement, guys. Cause, uh, I know sure as shit, it, it's not a, a fun experience going through this or seeing somebody that you, you know, you love or care for going through this battle. But again, um, he's staying pretty positive, uh, which is, you know, impressive to, to see in, in such a, a shitty instance, but uh, being positive and, and taking all the necessary steps and 
and being better and, and doing what he's supposed to do. And that's the only way that he knows how to get rid of this and win this battle. So, um, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best results. Again, guys, we'll, we'll check back in here in a couple weeks with Eddie and see um, how this battle's going and how everything un- unfolded here at the doctors. And uh, hopefully uh, everything's in the cards for us to kick this battle's ass and, um, you know, on to the next chapter in life, right? Correct. All right, guys, 100%. so uh, perfect, man. I, I appreciate you stopping by, Eddie. And, uh, again, guys, this has been another episode of Let's Just Talk About It. And uh, just want to thank our special guest, Eddie Castaneda was sharing his battle um, about cancer and basically start to finish where he's at and, and what the next steps are. So um, hopefully it helps somebody out there. Other than that, guys, um, until next time, this has been Chris, and let's just talk about it.